0: Hong Kong Rita Podcast.
1: So I'm very happy to, to be uh, speaking with Ann Laura today. Uh, Anne, Anne and I have known each other for over the years, and we've we've talked about all sorts of things. And I keep running to her uh, in in different conferences. So she is a much sought after speaker. She's currently the the, the chief sourcing officer for Puma. And and uh, I I don't think it's a coincidence that that Puma's success uh, coincided very much with the time and joined the company and immediately growth uh, and prof- profitability explodes. So so so. I'm not well, sure.
0: I'm not sure. I agree. It's, it's it's honestly it's been a real team effort. It's not me. Huh? It's really a team <laughs> of people.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure it's your your leadership. So, so first, I wanted to, to find out why is a company like Puma interested in, in things like sustainability, green, and, and, and innovation in, in there as well?
0: Well, if you look back in the Puma history, I think Puma has been one of the first brands to really take sustainability seriously. Hmm. And, and the one thing we started many, many years ago, and this year we're going to celebrate our 20th anniversary. We started 20 years ago to onboard our stakeholders in the stakeholders discussion to help us shaping and mapping our sustainability uh, initiatives because we believe that A, you cannot do it alone, B, uh, we don't know everything and we need to learn consistently and, and continuously and having people around us from NGOs and activists or people like Hong Kong Rita helping us to understand and shape the right answer not just for Puma, but for industry as a whole is actually critical and it's one thing that we learned over the years, since the very beginning, that sustainability is a collaboration effort. It cannot be one brand alone. And when it comes into innovation, you and I, we discussed that, Edwin, it cannot be one brand capturing innovation for its own interests. When it comes into innovation, it's really for the greater good. So, um, the, the culture and the mindset and the principles at Puma are very simple it's the team before the person, <laughs> and that matters a lot to us. And it's also this continuous learning that we put at the center of all what we do, because I've been in this industry for many, many years. And prior to Puma, I was with Lianfu, uh, with, uh, for instance, and I was with other French companies or German companies. But this is an industry that has changed and continues to change so dramatically that unless... You remain open, curious, and engaged with people like you and, and you know, with uh, other uh, friends and competitors from different brands or from with the suppliers, as a matter of fact, because they are critical in the journey, unless you stay connected and open and curious and really work with this vision of collaboration. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, you cannot make it happen. And it's not for us only, honestly, it's not for me as a person, it's really for the greater good of the industry and the people.
1: Hmm. Is there a business strategy or business plan behind some something like that?
0: Well, I mean, if you look at today, even if you don't have a business plan, the regulator make it your business plan. OK, so the way the way the regulations are shaping um, the way we do product and the way we sell product, particularly in Europe, is basically a business case. So whether you like it or not, you have to endorse and you have to embrace sustainability. But it really starts, and I always use that as as, as, a, as a the key first step, is how do you engage and collaborate with your suppliers? Hmm. They are the key, um, the key part of this journey. I mean, and to be fair, they are the one investing. They are the one who are at the forefront of making the way we do product better. So for us at Puma, working with our suppliers has always been the center of all what we do. And... And you know, it, it, it's a public data, but but 80% of our sourcing value is actually coming from 22 suppliers in the world. Hmm. So, and in the apparel right business, for instance, we have 12 key suppliers, 10 in footwear and few in, in, in accessories. But the fact that we have built over the years, this close collaboration, this transparency, and also sharing the same values as what is right from the planet standpoint and product standpoint has made the business actually uh, viable and probably successful for us because we we, we were looking at the same thing and agreeing on the same thing when it comes into manufacturing process investments and how do we basically take the industry forward so this is a business case yes because it really going through collaboration and transparency and engagement
1: Right uh, now, no. Puma has had uh, a, a, a really good run. It's been very successful. Do you do you see a relationship with with what you're doing in in innovation and in sustainability and and the business growth?
0: I see the correlation in the way we partner. I mean, uh, as I said just before, it's all about a team success, and I include the suppliers in the team. It's not just the Puma people. These are suppliers, and of course, our, you know our partners. From distribution standpoint, it's really a collective effort to make it right. I think as well, you know, because Puma has been so engaged into sustainability before anybody else. As a matter of fact, the EPNL was created by Puma many many years ago before it became, and then it became caring because we became caring. But as a matter of fact, the EPNL was actually started by Puma many many years ago. Um, there was a vision that we had to do it right, and and again, you cannot do it right alone. You can only do it right together. And that also has helped us to shape a closer collaboration, but also shared values and visions and business goals. And, and our vendors have invested in a certain way because with this transparency, this honesty, and sharing the same values and vision made it feasible and possible for them. Yeah. Oh, oh, one of the topic I've, I'm going through, trading before going to Puma, we, if we look at, at, at taking the price, for instance, OK, mm-hmm. cost What is costing? For me, costing is making the thing right for you and for your partner. Mm. If the partner makes a nice profit, good for them because with that profit, they can reinvest into making manufacturing better, into getting better machinery, better training for their people. So you need to share the profit as well. And you can only share the profit if we share the same values and the same objective. And and the vendors we have had, have been with Puma for now 10 years, When I joined Puma, the business was below €3 billion. Uh, This year, we're going to be over €8 billion, and we're aiming at €10 billion. But the vendors who are with us today are the same ones that were with us 10 years ago. So they grew with us, but they grew with us in a certain, again, collaboration and, and shared vision as what we want to be as a brand, but what they want to be as a supplier. And some of them, you know them, the big guys, they're even bigger than us. And they have a bigger set than than us, and they have also their visions on sustainability and innovation and the planet. So it's been really a great team effort. You know, it's it's not a, a brand alone. It's been really a fantastic journey with absolutely fantastic people. And to me, the vendors are the true heroes. I mean, without the supplier, nothing happens. And they are the one making the commitment, and they are the one finding the solution. And sometimes they are the one pushing us, which is great.
1: Uh, could, could you give me like an example of a success story uh, uh, when you talk about collaboration and partnership?
0: Well, I was looking, I was in Bangladesh months months ago uh, for the BGMEA uh, conference, and I was visiting some of my suppliers. When I see the amount of investment they have done in solar panels, all right? Mm-hmm. Part of, a large part of their energy today is renewable, made of electricity coming from a solar panel investment. That could never have happened if A, we haven't discussed altogether the journey to sustainability, but also if we have a profit, because you need money to invest, obviously, in this sort of a setup in the manufacturing base, and that is really a joint, uh, a joint investment, a joint visibility. We have a lot of push as a brand today on, uh, on our science-based base target on re- renewable energy to move away from uh, fossil fuels to more renewable energies. If our vendors are not capable of doing it, we can't make it. 70% of the footprint we have is coming from the supply chain. So this is very much going back to the tier ones and tier twos. And and again, going back to this collaboration and shared visions and and really collective effort that cannot happen if we don't share profit with them. So this has been the journey so far.
1: Right, right. Now, now in a recent article uh, for McKinsey, uh, you you were you were concerned about the the progress that, that the, the brands and, and the industry is making uh, around sustainability and, and, and green. Can you share what why you are, why are you are concerned?
0: I'm not concerned. I mean, maybe I didn't phrase it well. I mean, I think again that that we need to make it together. Mm-hmm. What I'm concerned is when I see certain certain uh, players in the business going alone. I think when you go for innovation, and and you know we've been working on innovation, would we'll be with the with the biodegradability on the racewear. Really. We're trying, you know, uh, we're experimenting biodegradability for footwear. But we're looking also at the real fiber for our jersey in team sport. You need to make it together with other people. I mean, mm-hmm. otherwise, what's the what's the point if you're the only one offering the great solution? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It really has to be a collective effort. And where I'm quite pleased, I mean, through the SAC and, and we have also other groups where we partner as a brand on sustainability, we hosted the Conference of People in London in September to get the voice of the young people about what expecting brands to be doing. And and very kindly, uh, you know, Colin Brown from Under Armour accepted to join us because we don't want that to be a Puma event. We want that to be an industry event. It, it is, we, we're sharing the same... Objective in a way, and we collectively have the same obligation to make it better. And what concerns me is a when certain players go alone. That honestly, that concerns me. But what concerns me as well is when certain players are emerging in the business with a business model which is so disconnected from what we are doing. Which I will not name it, any of my competitors, but, but you know, collectively with some of them, we, we're trying to make it better. But then you still have quite too many of. Oh, few in the business today who still do not take that seriously and that needs to happen. I'm glad personally to see the regulators stepping in because they will push uh, everybody to fix some of the problem and I think what Europe is doing, yes, it's tough from a business standpoint but this is the right direction and we need some of these regulators to help us and to push us to make it better, because we all know if we're not being pushed, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of us will do nothing. So the push is actually quite good. But and that's also making the, the business much more fair, because we all have to deliver against the same rules. And that to me also is, is a good direction.
1: Yeah, you, you you talk about collaboration in the business, but I, I, I think there is also a, um, a, a, a winner and losers in the business as well. I mean, you know, you talk, Puma grew in, in your time double more than double the size that the the business the, the whole industry didn't grow consumption didn't go double so you're you're taking market share away from other brands that are not doing the right things i, I would imagine so yes i
0: mean probably probably uh, uh yeah no very likely we're taking market share from others not doing it the same way but in you will hear me saying that a thousand times it's always go back to collaboration and the team efforts. I mean, this is the only way to make it happen. It's just too hard by doing it yourself. Unless it's not fun. It's not much more fun when you share it with other people, you know, and we learn at every step. I mean, how much we have I learned personally with Hong Kong Rita in innovation, it's just fantastic. And, and one conversation with you, it mean, can resonate into multiple things that, open up other gates and other doors and, and go into a vendor or tier one or tier two, or, or any partner so we can start in piloting, exploring, connecting and making it bigger. So you know, this is the, actually the fun part of the industry and my job today hmm. is around this connection and it's collaboration, that's the fun part. And the good news is that it does generate business. So I think this is the right thing to do. Yeah.
1: So So we need to make progress faster i i, I is, is what I've heard you say in 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 other occasions yes how 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 can we do that i mean for for twenty twenty three how can we how can we make real impact and real progress and do that faster
0: well first you need you need courage because it's investment mm. uh, but again you need to really connect all the right people in the conversation to make it faster and at the moment many many things are scattered mm. and 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 you know um one responsibility I think we have as as big brands is to make sure that we allow these connections to happen and when we allow this connection to happen we really don't keep it for ourselves we're trying to make it much more open mm-hmm. um if you look at the that ref- at you know the chemical recycling in polyester okay which is a big topic today and probably very I mean not probably we know a very promising solution to recycle polyester in a natural way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You need to open up and discuss with your peers uh, without, of course, being, going against the anti competition laws, <laughs> the antitrust laws, but you need to find a way to build a process and to build an organization that will help to accelerate the transformation. And unless you don't speak to each other and speak to different partners, you cannot make it happen. So, this acceleration will go through more conversation. Right. And honestly, a courage to invest. And sometimes, you know, when you look at your business model, you think, okay, do I, am I able to invest that amount of money for that particular transformation? What does it cost? How do I fund it? Uh, how long does it take to make it uh, profitable? And and but you, not, you need to have that courage to invest and put the money on the table for the better future.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that's that's um, that's a tough one, especially when there's so much uncertainty in the marketplace today, right? But you
0: know, Edwin, I'm, I'm always, always inspired when I'm with the suppliers. I was in Vietnam two weeks ago, in Bangladesh five, six weeks ago. And when I talk to the, our partners, and they are big ones, and I see the level of commitment and the level of vision and the investment they put on the table, I mean, for me, it's always a lesson. They can do it because we give them visibility on business, and that's why I'm going back to this collaboration and transparency process. Because if we don't provide visibility as what we want to do with them in the next three years, there's no way they're going to invest. So you need to to to, you need to um, to plan and you need to commit. And if the brand plan and commits with the tier one and tier twos, then the tier one and tier twos they have what it takes financially to do the right investment, to transform the way we do products. So it comes with renewable energy, renewable water. This is really critical at the moment. And that is a large amount of capex. You cannot invest on in your capex if you don't know if your buyer will stay with you for three to the next five years. And yeah. this is where the responsibility of the brands matter. We are responsible to our suppliers and we are responsible to stay with them and grow with them and provide them the transparency, the visibility so they can do the right decision for their business. Which become the right decision from a sustainability standpoint and innovation because yeah. the two are combined i mean you know sustainability will develop because more innovation are coming along the way
1: yeah yeah but i i think there are there are some um i mean you are you have a unique advantage over some of your peers in that you 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 are french you work for a german company you live in hong kong and you travel you know you get your hands dirty um, that type of exposure and awareness i think is is uh you need to have all that to to get collaboration and partnership right uh, otherwise
0: yes people- you yes, need yes i mean you know i've been i moved to hong kong nearly 30 years ago it's my home my kids were born in hong kong so it's home for us and and i've always been absolutely amazed by the energy and and the capability to to uh, to to be entrepreneurs and to think beyond the obvious, not just in Hong Kong, but across Asia. I mean, Vietnam also has been a fantastic country that has developed very fast. Uh, And everybody knows I'm a big fan of Bangladesh and I'm amazed by what the Bangladesh people have been able to do for themselves. Um, But, you know, we also source a lot now from other countries. We have developed very interesting solutions of sourcing locally in Brazil, Argentina, or South Africa or India, of course, China. Now we're establishing sourcing for the Indonesia markets. One thing that matters to me as well is to make sure that we answer the needs of the local communities. Puma is a global company. We operate in every continent. And the fact that we have built solutions locally for the local markets, which in a way is also very good from a sustainability standpoint because you don't ship you know, goods all around the planet. You just produce them locally, which we do more and more. That has been proven to be a very good recipe for the business, if you ask me. And and there has been a commitment we had many years ago. We have accelerated over the last five years. And I can tell you, for instance, in Latin America, the amount of product we do in Brazil, in Argentina, in Mexico is just fantastic for the local market, not for export, just for the local countries. This has helped us to grow business very fast, to be honest with you. It was the right recipe.
1: Right, right, right. Well, it sounds like you have a, a global local for local type of... Big a, one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, You know, the chance,
0: because it, just talking about myself two second, when I was young, as a very young girl, I wanted to be a stewardess. So I love traveling. And <laughs> because I love traveling, I go everywhere. And because I love cultures and I love people locally, it's it really... Uh, has helped us to push and, and found the local solutions for the local market. So yeah, thanks yeah. to KT Pacific and to Air France. I do a lot of these travels and I can connect.
1: I, I don't know if I want you as an air stewardess, though, Anne. I think, first of all, you would have a point of view.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, yes. Yes, I will have. Yes. You have to have a point of view, Edwin.
1: <laughs> and thanks for talking to us. It, it's it's been it's been really good. I think I think all of this will be a lot. Uh, a lot of especially people who are, who are tuning in will get a lot from 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 your experience and your wisdom. Thanks again.
0: Find out more about us at www.hkreader.com.